I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Exodus chapter 16. That will be our text today. I I saw my tie in the camera here, and I was going to say, Haley tied it, and I knew she said she was tired, but oh my. But the reality is, I'm the one that's teaching her how to tie, and I'd have to say, oh me. We'll get there, young lady. We'll get there. I appreciate everyone's help. I really do. I, uh, I really do. I miss my right arm. I really, I can't tell you how much I miss it. I want to read Exodus 16, and don't feel bad for me, because like Paul said, he said, I'd rather go through these things, have these things that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm getting there. I'm not there, but I'm getting there. I'm enjoying the things the Lord's doing more and more. I really am. And seeing things He's doing. Alright, I want to preach on God's call to trust Him. God's call to trust Him. This chapter is overwhelming with Jesus Christ. It is absolutely overwhelming. I I told my wife we were talking I said I am I don't know which one message to preach here on the Lord but I want to preach this one I feel the Lord preach this one today verse 1 and they took their journey Israel took their journey from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month, after their departing out of the land of Egypt, and so they've come out of Egypt. They've they've uh, uh, the Passovers happened. The blood on the doorpost and the lintel, and the the death angels come through the land of Egypt, and they've driven them out, and they've gone out, and then the Egyptians changed their mind, and the Lord changed it for them because uh, He was going to get the victory over Pharaoh. And they've come to the Red Sea and God parted the Red Sea, not Moses, not uh, uh, Charlton Heston either, for some of you that are old enough uh, to have seen that. But God did it and Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry land and God drowned the Egyptians. And if you ever go to the university and you deal with some folks, they'll say, well, Israel, the part of the Red Sea that they walked through, 
You know, it, that's been called the Reed Sea. It was very shallow, and they walked through, and it was only about yay deep. You know, it was only this deep. And, and so they walked through, and it was kind of just murky, a little muddy, and they walked through it. And you know how you respond to that? You say, well, praise God. And they say, well, how, how can you praise God? I just disproved that they walked through on dry land. They didn't walk through a deep sea with walled waters. Well, God drowned Pharaoh's army in a little bit of water about that deep. So praise God. Isn't that a miracle? But the reality is, is that they walked on dry land and God drowned Pharaoh's army. And so... Now they've come and we read there how God provided for them. They murmured and complained. God gave them water. God gave them, uh, provided for them when they had bitter water. And now they've come to a place and they're murmuring, or they're going to murmur. They've got, they're going to have no food. It, they've, it's been one month, one month since they've come out of Egypt. And verse 2 it says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They made it a whole month. I, I don't know if I'd have made it that far. So let's not condemn them too much. Verse 3, And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat the bread to the full for ye have brought us forth in this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they shall bring in, and it shall be twice as much as, as they gather daily." And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At even, then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for that ye heareth your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron, saying to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness... And behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, 
for they wist or knew not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. And when they did meet, and that word M-E-T-E, it's not a misspelling. M-E-T-E means to hand out, to, 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 to give out, to, to give out to people. That's what that means. I had to look it up years ago. So that's what that means. It's not a misspelling. Okay, verse 18. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. Moses was wroth with them, and they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. I'll stop reading there. You can finish the chapter at your leisure. But I want you to notice here that God called the children of Israel to trust Him. And the first thing I want you to notice here, if you turn over to the Gospel of John, and I want to reiterate this, we already noted this, I can't remember all who was here, I know I was, but John chapter 6, that manna, that bread that came from heaven, is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to read that to you here in John chapter 6. The Bible tells us, and it speaks to us, that Jesus is that bread of life. And you need to, you need to partake of Him. You need to eat of it. You see, when we take the Lord's Supper, which we recently did as a church... That bread and that wine, it's symbolic of Him. But that bread is not the bread of life. He is. Jesus said in John 6, 48, I am that bread of life. Verse 49, Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. You can eat of bread of a Lord's Supper table and you'll die. Right, amen. But you eat of the bread of Jesus Christ, you partake of Him, and you'll live forever. Amen. You'll have eternal life. And how do you partake of Him? Well, just keep reading. And you read down here. And the Bible tells us that it's by faith. Now I want you to look here in in, uh, Exodus chapter 16. The Scriptures are very plain and very clear. 
My first point I want to deal with particular, particularly unto you that are here and without Christ. And you know who you are. And the Bible is very plain and very clear on this subject. You need the Lord Jesus that you might be saved. You need to partake of Him. And I want you to observe here this wonderful man as a type of the Lord. The Bible tells us, and, and observe here the children of Israel, their reaction to this manna that came. Look in verse 14. It says, And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna. And it says, For they wist or knew not what it, what it was. Do you know what the word manna means? It means, what is it? They didn't know what the manna was. And that's the same reaction that sinners have when they hear of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, who is this? That's the same reaction you'll have when you hear about the Lord and that's the same, that's the same reaction you'll have probably to me. Well, Who does he think he is? Tell me. I need to trust in the Lord. I'm a, I, there, there, someone once said that you will waste most of your life convincing yourself that you are a good enough person to go to heaven. My friends, you don't deserve anything but the wrath of God. I don't deserve anything but the wrath of God. What is this? What is this? What is this gospel? What is this rejection of my offering? As Cain would have said. What is this new languages that we speak as we're building this Tower of Babel? What is this ridiculous art that you're building, Noah? What what do you talk about rain? It's never rained. What's rain? Never rained before. Well, it rained. It rained all right. What is this man? How about all the other things that people put up now today? You see, that's the first reaction that folks have today concerning the Lord Jesus Christ is, what is this? 
I've been married 16 years almost to my wife. Here, I'll take something, go to put it up to her mouth, and and I go to put it into her mouth. Here, try this. You know what she does? Backs up, shoves her hand in front like it's got arsenic or something on it. Like I'm trying to kill her. What is it? The Bible says, taste of the Lord. Taste of Him. See how good He is. And they say, what is it? For they knew not what it was. You that are saved, you remember when you knew not what Christ was? Amen. You knew not that land that taketh away the sin of the world? When you thought you were righteous? And you didn't have any righteousness when you had been going about to establish your own righteousness? And you were ignorant of the righteousness of God? And God showed you your own righteousness? And God had Moses tell him, He said, Moses said unto them, verse 15, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. There's no other bread for you to eat. There's no other bread that God's giving to be eaten of. This is it. This baptismal pool is not bread to eat that you may live. This church house is not bread for you to eat that you may live. Your job, your good works that you do, your life of being a good person, this Lord's Supper table, this church, whatever that you have going on in your life, it's not bread that God's given for you to do that you might live and have eternal life. Amen. This is the bread that God has given that you might have eternal life. This is it. We went to a, it's called Survivor's Day at the hospital. Week after I got discharged from the inpatient therapy. And we got to listen to some people, had some amazing stories. Two people were talking about their special places in heaven for doctors and nurses. I haven't found that verse yet. I understand what people mean by that. But I haven't found that verse yet. I get it. I get what they mean by that. 
There's no profession that's going to get you to heaven. My mentor in law enforcement, he goes, there's sheep, there's wolves, and there's watchdogs, and cops are watchdogs. I goes, you only go into heaven through the Lamb of God. That's it. That's all there is. This is the bread. This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. Can you imagine that? The Lord has given it for you to eat. Have you eaten it? I mean, think about that. Look, read that verse. Verse 15. This is the bread which the Lord, the Lord of heaven and earth, of all the universe, the self-existent One, the One who redeems people, who gave His only begotten Son, the One who died on the cross, hath given, this is the bread which the Lord hath given, put your name there, to eat. Have you eaten it yet? It's been given. doesn't like being given. We had Hoshner's birthday. You know, Emma, her birthday's in February. Nathaniel's birthday's at the end of February. Hers is the beginning of February. Jameson's January. They already told us what they want for their birthday. And it's changed six times. But they can tell us. But it's got to be given. It's this has been given. It's been given. He's already been given. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He's been given. Have you partaken? Verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. Oh, here's the command of God. Turn over to Acts chapter 17. Verse 
Not much has changed. And in reality, as the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. Jesus Christ, yesterday, today, and forever, He's the same. Or in Hebrews, I can't remember how it goes. You have to forgive me. The Lord will have to forgive me. But Acts 17, verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now what? He commandeth. What's He command? All men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in which, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath gathered, hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. So he commanded them to go out and gather the manna, and in Acts seventeen he hath commanded. To repent. He said, I want you to go and I want you to gather. Gather of it every man. Every man has to gather. I cannot gather for my children. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could gather for them. I don't mean to draw attention, but... I know Brother Crowder, he's broken over his children that are lost, his grandchildren. Absolutely broken. If you're a parent, grandparent, great-grandparent, I hope you're broken over your lost children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren too. I hope you're weeping over them. I hope you're teaching them to gather. But you can't gather for them. I do want you to notice if you would verse 35 I'm going to close with this and I didn't make it 
as far as I wanted to, but that's okay. And again, I'm dressing, addressing the lost. It says, And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. There's going to come a day when the manna stops. There's going to come a day when the bread of heaven, the bread of life, is no longer offered. When it's no longer come down. It may be like the rich man in hell. It may be like that rich man who died and lifted up his head in hell, being in torments, and he cried out unto Abraham. And you remember what Abraham said? He said, Son, remember the good things that thou receivest in thy life. Remember all the manna. Remember all the gospel, all the all the Jesus that you had opportunity to partake of and to not even be in the fiery torments. Remember that. I'm, I don't mean to misquote him. I'm going to have to... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. But Spurgeon said something to the effect that if they're going to go to hell, let it be over our dead bodies. I mean it. Let us warn them. There may be another time that the Lord Himself reveals Himself from heaven. Takes his people home. And the gospel is no longer preached. And the door of salvation is no longer open. The door is shut. As the gospel of Luke indicates. Look if you would. As we close to Second Corinthians chapter six, as the Bible says, while it is called today, harden not your hearts. Second Corinthians chapter six, and I want to read verse two. If the song leader and pianist will come. <clears throat> I want to sing a verse of invitation. I'm going to read this and then we'll stand. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2 
For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you're hearing without Christ, he calls you to trust him. Amen. Come and partake of the manna, the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ, that you might be saved. Amen. Today. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. I, I, I do not mean... I, I'm a living example. I could have been a dead example. There's, there's literally a step between you and death. I laid in the hospital bed and I told my wife, I goes, I don't even have a cool story. Somebody says, what happened? I fell from standing. You know? She's got people leaving her text messages. You know, oh, he fell off a scaffolding. Oh, he got bit by a shark. Well, that would have been cool. No, I fell from standing. You don't know. And I'm not trying to, to elicit any false things from you. But I'm trying to make you realize. There's but a step between you and death. Amen. Amen. And you need to trust the Lord. So while we stand, would you trust the Lord? If you have... We invite you to come. If you haven't, and you walk down this aisle, it ain't going to make you saved. But if you have, we invite you to come and share with us. Brother Franklin, what number shall we sing? Page 245, Trusting Jesus. One verse.